0: next episode of the extra point i'm wes i'm here with bobby and matt matt what's going on bud what's going on guys not much what's up bobby how you doing
1: man everything's good
0: yeah all right before we get into the nfl just wanted to you know give you a little time to talk about the rest of your season unfortunately ending a little too soon for uh yeah
1: yeah we uh, ended it last friday night against a really tough team over uh right outside of orlando sideways rain mud we have the league going in the fourth quarter and then uh, they scored three touchdowns in 68 seconds with turnovers. And, uh, yeah, we yeah we turned the ball over six times in the game. And I was just talking to Coach Rowland today. That's never, ever happened. And to lose a game by 14 points with only turning the ball over six times is unheard of. So uh, great year. Um, be back next year yeah we'll move on
0: you know congratulations yep, on still a, a really good season hopefully yep. your players moving on to college ball yeah you will. we'll have a few signing for yep. sure yeah let's keep we'll keep an eye on them and we'll get updates from them i'm sure as we move forward from you
1: a little bittersweet but i'm going to enjoy this break though i'll be honest with you man it's just like i don't know what to do with myself right now that's yeah, why we might be doing a couple to... shows a week right now <laughs> man. yep so, yep
0: you know, exactly right till spring ball yep so uh Going to go ahead and get through these games from last week. Uh, start with the Thursday night game, the Chargers and the Raiders. Raiders squeak out the two-point win, 26-24. Josh Jacobs got the go-ahead touchdown with about a minute left on the clock. Puts them one game back of the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers fall to four and six. Lions, Bears. Bears sneak away with a victory without uh, Matt, uh, Matt Stafford at, that, at the helm. Uh, Trubisky throws three uh, passing touchdowns. He only had two in his last four games. Ravens cakewalk and I mean cakewalk versus the Bengals who have yet to win a game 49 to 13 Lamar Jackson seven total touchdowns in the last two games four passing three rushing and I mean he was just highlight real man I mean I watched a
2: lot of that game the first half of that game especially and it was just unreal man like the Bengals for one are not that good of a team but Lamar Jackson that's what good teams do they don't they don't play down to their opponents and they romp stomp the Bengals
0: oh most certainly yeah Lamar
1: was just Looking like he's definitely um, up there in the um, MVP race right now. I'd say him and for Russell sure. Wilson are the two guys that are kind of running away with it right now.
0: Big battle coming up this week against the Texans. Bills uh, lose to the Browns in a surprising loss following the 6-3. and three. Baker Mayfield, two passing touchdowns for the first time this season. A little surprising for them, but they managed to uh, hang on at least for one more week, getting the win versus the Bills. Just
1: a little side nugget on that right there. I was um, – you know, my, my coach Roland's a big Bills fan. I have no uh-huh. idea why somebody from Daytona Beach is a Bills fan. Probably <laughs> hey, the only one. but Hey, I know um, it is. He We put up a crazy stat today that they have only their high points they've scored in the game this year 21 points. So there's really some offensive issues going on there in Buffalo. Yeah, defensive. wise they're playing decent ball, but they can't put up more than, I mean, like I say, the most they put up in the game this year is 21.
0: It's really easy to hide offensive inefficiencies when you have a great defense playing uh packers panthers lived up to the hype 24 16 packers get the win in a close one aaron jones although i said the best running back would be mccaffrey it ended up being aaron jones he went was fantastic went for three rushing touchdowns second most in a game this season and he is leading the league in i was touchdowns. just gonna
1: say he's got to be leading the league in rushing touchdowns or is it overall touchdowns
0: uh yeah. no he is leading the league in touchdowns yeah. yeah uh running the ball um giants jets jets get the win Moving to two and seven, both uh, both New York teams two, with two wins on the season. Uh, most combined points in the Jets Giants game since 1999. Little fun stat there. Cardinals Bucks Bucks get the win in a close one, 30 to 27. Winston 300 passing yards in six games this season. So he's got kind of yeah, that I mean that's kind
1: mentality. Of, that's kind of like how he's been throughout his whole career in college and that You know he'll have those. you mean know, he throws the ball a lot. You know, his problem is he just turns the ball over a lot, too. So but, yep. um, you never know what you can get out of him. But nice win for the Bucks,
0: 3-6. Speaking of nice wins, Titans get the Chiefs in a stunner, 35-32. Yeah. Tennessee scores with 23 seconds remaining. And it Killed be my really bet, good man. Game.
1: I was watching that at Disney. I think I was texting you guys all the you time. Were. That was the one that was coming over my phone. And uh, like like we always say with the Titans, man, you just don't know what you're going to get out of them man,
2: every week. You really are
1: Dangerous don't. team to play, man, because one day they can show up, they can be world beaters, and then the next week, you know they'll lose to anybody. Yeah.
0: Dolphins get the win over the Jacoby Brissettless Colts, 16 to 12. Don't look now, but the Dolphins are on a two-game winning streak. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, first win versus the Colts since 2013 as well. So kind of a crazy stat. Big there. win for the Dolphins. Big win for the Dolphins. Well, depending on how you look at it. Yeah,
1: yeah, actually it could be a horrible win because yeah. they're not going to be in that first place run, first pick running right now. The Steelers,
0: Steelers keep their hopes alive in the AFC with the 17-12 win over the Rams. Moving up to five and four, Steelers eight and one November games since 2017. I gotta say they're one
1: of the hottest teams in football right now, no question about it.
0: Yep, regardless who they have, Mike Tomlin's out there getting these guys to play every week, and you can't you can't give them anything but credit for that. Um, and then after that, we've got three more games to co- cover. Three we'll go into a little bit more detail for. First one up, Falcons just straight demolishing the New Orleans Saints, 26 to nine. Matt, I know you got something to say about that.
2: Uh, It's more disappointing than anything, guys. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, I mean, I know that this is the way that we are capable of playing. And um, I think we we made some uh, we switched some coaching around, uh, moved Raheem Morris from wide receivers coach to back to DB's coach, which is his natural coaching position anyway. Um, And you saw our secondary step up and play extremely well. Um, the whole team overall. I mean, we had six sacks in that game, and we had seven on um, the entire season before that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm glad so, you said that. I'm glad you said that because that's where I was going to go with you first. Is how how much improved did that se- that uh, that front four look, or I'm sorry, our front three. You guys were three four.
2: No, we four. we do a hybrid. What Dan Quinn okay. was trying right. to do earlier in the season was do a three four hybrid, and that's that we our players don't fit in that scheme. So it was very confusing why he was doing that. Jeff Ulbrich, our linebacker's coach, took over defensive play calling duties and uh, put together the scheme against the Saints. You know, we had two weeks to prepare and put together a hell of a game plan. Vic Beasley with a sack and a half. Grady Jarrett's just a monster. I think he's the most underrated uh, defensive lineman in the league by far. He's just a beast. Uh, nobody really looks at him, but he's probably second to Aaron Donald. Um that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, that but, was a uh, that was a hell
1: of defensive performance right there. Um, I'm sure they were, you know, all week long. The coaches' mentality were probably, you know, um, going against Drew Brees and a big high-powered offense like that. That they were trying to definitely test them, and they put them. The coaches probably put them to the test, and uh, they lived up to it.
2: Yeah, and they I got to ask. About Go ahead, Matt. I heard rumblings, uh, you know, for the past couple weeks going into the bye week a couple of weeks ago that if we came out and looked horrible again against the Saints team, that Dan Quinn probably would have been fired right after that game. Wow. So, he, I mean, he was coaching for his, his you know. Job. And his, his players were yeah, so playing for players, him players, players yeah. were playing for him. So, it's going to be interesting uh, to watch this team the rest of the year, see how we do, and uh, it all will uh, work itself out with Dan Quinn's situation, if he's going to get fired or not.
0: Couple questions for you before we move on to the Cowboys game, Matt. One, uh, first of all, how do you feel about probably the most important position that needed the most attention on your team—the kicking game? Uh, young Ho, who gets four for four, uh, hits a forty-eight yarder, gets both his extra points, was perfect. How big of uh, you know how big is that for uh, for your team? Oh
2: man, that was huge. I mean, if it wasn't for him, he probably wouldn't have won that game. Uh, he made some really clutch field goals there—forty uh, yarders. I think he had a couple forty yarders in there. Uh, but the Matt Bryant, you know, his leg is just done. He wasn't ready to come in and play. Right. Um, and that's a, he was huge boost, huge boost. I hope he, uh,
0: I hope he works out for us and I hope he can keep <laughs> making field goals.
1: Well, that, he's off to a good start. That's for sure.
0: No, four yeah. for four. Yep. And yeah. then the second thing I'm going to, I was going to ask you about, uh, so, um, Ito Smith, I believe hits the IR. Um, you get Devonte Freeman, who's banged up. Brian Hill's getting the start this weekend. Uh, how do you feel about that? I know you've been a fan of him in the past.
2: Yeah, I'm actually pretty pumped. Uh, I was kind of tired of seeing Freeman, even though he started out that game well. He faded and then got injured. Uh, seems like he'll be out. He has a ankle sprain or foot sprain, and so he'll be out for two, three weeks. Um, but I am pumped about Brian Hill. I've been wanting him. I don't know why he hasn't gotten a chance to even be in the second role uh, in the running back committee, but I'm pumped for him. I'm um, actually really worried more about Austin Hooper. He has an MCL sprain and it looks like he could miss at least a month. So that's more of an injury concern for me than anything with the running backs because we just haven't been running the ball well the entire year anyway. So.
0: Gotcha. Well, we'll see how they do Big next. one for you guys. Got Big. another
1: one on the road coming up. Well, got one on the road here with Carolina this week. That's going to be uh, – See how they respond off this big win. See if they can get something going. Yeah, if
0: anything, you could play spoilers for the rest of the season. And that's definitely something that I want to watch. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Moving forward from the Falcons-Saints game, we're going to go over here to Bobby. And we're going to cover the Dallas-Minnesota game. Didn't end as well for you as it did for Matt, unfortunately. The Cowboys do get the loss in this one, 24-28. Dalvin Cook, the big guy, 33 touches, 183 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tell us about the game, Bobby.
1: I mean, you know, it was a good football game. Obviously, it's not the result that I was expecting. I mean, obviously, we put ourselves in position to win the game there down the stretch. Um, Disappointing, to say the least, you know, at home. Um, You know, I don't know, man. This team just right now just seems to win one, lose one, win one, lose one. We haven't beaten anybody outside of conference yet, though. We're 4-0 in the NFC East, and... um, over outside the NFC East, um, big thing in this game was uh, Zeke never got going. Yeah,
0: and, that's where I you know, was going to head. That's where I was going to start out with. What do you think? You know, really attributed that? Did they set up the game plan trying to just shut him down and making Dak throw the ball? Or what, well, what yeah, thoughts? I
1: mean, you know, Travis Frederick, our center, um, uh, mentioned something mm-hmm. that they kind of gave him a different look than what they were, you know, scouting all year long with them up front. So they kind of confused him a little bit. Um, I mean, Zeke, you know, twenty carries, forty-seven yards. Frankly, we don't win unless he gets the ball more than, like, 26, 27 times. I'm not sure that would have made much of a difference because he was only averaging, like, 2.4 yards, um, you know, per carry. But, um, I mean, Dak played pretty decent in, you know, 397 yards, three touchdowns, interception. The wide receivers all did their job. I just think this game really just came down to the defense not being able to stop, you know, um, Dalvin Cook. And go figure. Kirk Cousins is a guy that never wins a game in primetime, you know. uh, Looked, you know, like a a pro bowler in primetime. So, um Yep. even though his numbers weren't crazy 23 for 32 to 22 touchdowns but the big thing is no interceptions
0: exactly and you know he prides himself in the statistics right. that's something big about kirk cousins he does pride himself in that regardless of if he admitted or admits it or not uh, a, a dalvin cook on the ground and through the air was big had over 80 yards both ways um you know just he's the complimentary style of of, of of Christian McCaffrey, you know, in the in on another team. I mean, that's what we're starting to get out of Dalvin Cook, and I think that's what, the way that a lot of running backs are going towards now. Is that he's very healthy. He's probably the, back the most healthy
1: he's been in the last few years too. Yeah. Oh right yeah. Without without a showing. doubt, without yeah. a doubt. He he's has... a great receiver out the backfield. I mean, that's another thing that's you know really dangerous in his part of his game because I think he might had more receiving yards than he did rushing yards this game, but. Hey, I mean, that was a tough loss for the Cowboys. Um, just got to bounce back and see what happens next week. Like Zeke said, though, uh, you're not going to go 13-3, and 12-4 and four every year. Just put yourself in position to get in the playoffs and then uh, see what happens. But, I mean, this team right now is just um, – they're like the Tennessee Titans, I'll just say. You just don't know what you're going to get one week or the other. Last week the defense looked great. This week the defense looked like crap. So um, there's just no consistency right now. Dak's playing decent, but uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I would like to see them go with Dak a little bit more late. That last drive of the game, obviously, the big one. Uh, the, you, the
1: misconversion there on that fourth down you, right there. You move yeah.
0: so far down the field with Dak and then decide to uh, – I believe Garrett phrased it. I was talking to Robbie about this earlier this week. Uh, I believe he, the way he phrased it is he was trying to get some time off the clock, which I, at that point I didn't feel was necessary. A lot of people I don't think felt was necessary because I'd. Rather, it, it, that's the position you want to put Kirk Cousins in. You want to put him in the position where he's going to win the game for them. Because right. Prove you know, prove to me you can win this game. Right. Don't give him the opportunity. Exactly.
1: Make him go all the way down the field and make those difficult throws and see what you can do with it. Yeah.
0: Right. So um,
1: Dallas. Gets- we'll see. I mean, big bright spot, though, right before we go off topic of this game is you got to give it to Amari Cooper, man. That guy has just been lighting it up on stat wise lately, man. He uh, well, 11 catches 147. I mean, this seems like this guy's averaging about. One twenty, one thirty. uh these last like three or four games. And I think he's leading the NFL in yards per reception or some, um, some certain stat like that. But that's definitely a guy that they're going to have to put on the budget.
0: Yeah, all the receivers had a hell of a day with Dak behind the helm. Dallas falling to 5-4, and four, tied in the NFC East lead with the Philadelphia Eagles. Minnesota yeah. moving on to 7-3, and three, keeping up with Green Bay in that tight NFC North race.
1: Good football game, though. Very Just, good football
0: yeah. game. It was an excellent game. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a good time. I'm, I want to see what your thoughts are on this excellent, excellent Monday night game that we had. Game of the year. Oh, man. Game of the year, baby. Oh, no question about it. Man. That was a football game. Knocking off San Francisco as predicted by a certain person in this room. 27 uh, 24. The San Francisco 49ers fall to 8 and 1. Seattle moves to 8 and 2. And like I said at the end of last week, that. That was a. This was a game that if you want to consider Russell Wilson for MVP, he's got to you know be a big part of. But surprisingly, it was more the defense than the offense that won this game.
1: Jadavion Clowney took over that football game. They had no answer for him. The guy was playing like he was a possessed, a mutant. Like he was just anybody that appreciates defensive football, and anybody that actually even watches just, um, a decent amount of football. There's no way that that number 90 was not just dropping jaws and just standing out because. That guy was unblockable. And like Pete Carroll said, um, if it weren't for his performance, man, they probably wouldn't have gone out that game with a W.
0: Yeah, uh, truly an amazing game. But also, you know, the secondary ste- uh, stepped up as well. Yeah. Shout out to Nick Sorensen. Obviously, we'll be on the show on- next week. That we'll yep. have
1: to talk to him about that. Yeah,
0: Yep. we put it on the uh, social media sites. He was supposed to be on this week. He will be on next week. Uh, obviously, he's got Get a lot bye, going doing on. stuff with the family with the bye, and then come
1: back and hit the sheets He said, do some work for next week's game.
0: Yep, so whenever he's ready, we'll be so happy to have him on. But I tell you what, that that secondary stepped up, and I feel like gave that that those, those yeah. front guys a little bit more time. You know, to get back there, you know, Quan, um, I'm sorry, Diggs. Diggs ended up getting the pick for the, yeah, Quandre Diggs. He got a pick for them, uh, 44 yard interception. I, I think that. They were just, you know,
1: I mean, they were playing really tight coverage, and I think a lot of that, you know, it also makes it easier for your secondary to have coverage when they made uh, Jimmy Garoppolo feel really uncomfortable back there. So, you know, it kind of plays both ways as far as, you know, like DBs obviously get, you know, um, you know, look suspected right there when there's no pass rush. So I mean, it was just a great all-around performance by, the, you know, the D-line and the DBs kind of all complimenting themselves in that situation. But, yeah, yeah they played well.
0: They played sure. very well, very well. Um, it, it, the big question out of this game, in my opinion, is what's going to happen to San Francisco – during these next five to seven games, they have a very, very difficult schedule going gauntlet. forward. They do have the gauntlet. You are 100% correct, Matt. And now they have a blueprint on how to be defeated. And that seems to be a stout defense and force them to get after Garoppolo, yep.
1: you know, just kind of bring the heat.
0: Exactly. And, and, you know, I know they lost Emmanuel Sanders in that game. He's day to day with a rib injury right now, so we don't know if he's going to start. He didn't have George Kittle in the lineup either. Right. Um, he had a missed field goal late as to, to, to potentially win the game, you know, because Robbie Gold's out with an injury, so you have a backup kicker in. So all these things did, yes, play a part in it, but. They Seattle did what they had to do. They can't help any of that. They went and got the, went and got the job done in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, now they real, get one yeah. at home with confidence when they play them again.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's setting up. Going to be a really nice race over there in the uh, NFC West. That's going to be uh, fun to follow here. And don't forget, I think Tyler, didn't Tyler Lockett got hurt, too. This Tyler Lockett though. got I mean, I don't hurt. I It He's, doesn't look too good right now. No, nah,
0: he was swelling up really bad, but it seems like it's go- – from what I heard, I believe today, it seems like it's getting a little bit better. He should be good to go, but I okay. don't know about – Yeah, it. they kept him in the hospital doubt- for
1: a couple of days. I think he back to Seattle now. So.
0: Yeah, they said the swelling was just so bad. Right. Okay. Uh, well, he, that's good news. We hope for the best recovery for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So – Speaking of recovery, we all need a recovery from last week's picks because none of us did good at all. This was statistically our worst week ever in our picks. Uh, I Bobby, think it was
1: for everybody in the country, man. I'm yeah, bettors <laughs> and so, better
0: than everybody. It was a tough week. So many upsets. Uh, Bobby, you finished with the best record, of five and seven. Best um, record of five and seven. Just yeah, repeat that again. Yeah. yeah. Or, I'm sorry, five and eight. Excuse me. Five, five and five eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah, make that, that worse. Best and five and eight yeah. don't really come in that same sentence. No. But I guess
1: I'll take it this week.
0: That'll put you to <laughs> 92 and 56. You lost your lock. You picked indianapolis to get it they were unable All to get right. the win versus the dolphins so it's going to put you to seven and three on locks for the year okay. matt uh again we me and you we we linked up with the exact same record both of us finishing three and ten uh matt you're 83 and 65 on the year i'm 85 and 63 on the year uh you lost your lock what you picking the giants they lost to the jets so you uh, fall to six and four on your locks i got the win with baltimore i should have it was you know I got lucky. Still have some more to pick. One. Yeah, a lot of time, but yeah. fella, like
1: we still got seven more weeks. So. Yes, yes,
0: sir. Yeah. Um, and so I moved to nine and one on those picks. So we will be doing those picks here in just a moment. Try and get those out uh, real quick, uh, Matt. I'm sure you've heard of it, Bobby. A couple I little nuggets you want yep. to run
1: through right now? We
0: yeah, we discussed it. Uh, obviously, the big news today about Colin Kaepernick it broke last night. He's going to be getting a workout this uh, this Saturday in Matt's favorite stadium in Atlanta. Um, he will be working out. I believe it said at 3 PM it's open invitation to all 32 teams. Uh, the fact that it's on a Saturday, you probably won't see a whole lot of people out, but they are, are, they did say they will be sending out tape to all 32 teams with the workout, the in the interview. It's basically a call, a combine for
1: the way they broke down the schedule. I was seeing online is, um, kind of just, you know, like interview, um, height and measurement testing and then throwing and Yeah.
2: Yeah like, to me I know you know I, I kind of feel a little strongly about this to me it's it's complete bullshit uh, I think it's I think it's a PR stunt on the NFL I think it's just to make the NFL look good even though they of course they've come out and said oh it's not a PR stunt it definitely is
1: Yeah it is uh, even Eric even Eric Reed I'm sorry Matt to cut you off but even Eric Reed just said something a couple hours ago that he thought that's a PR stunt you know from the NFL Yeah no I mean yeah. it
2: totally is like who is going to sign a quarterback this late in the year. I mean, we're talking. We're already midway past the midway point in the season. They, I mean, we've had people on practice squads since you know the beginning of summer that have played in these guys' systems. They've been practicing, Very true. so they're not going to just bring him in and all that. It's all the baggage. Go. Yeah. No. So they're not gonna they're not gonna bring him in with all this baggage and all this unnecessary crap that's gonna come with it. Uh, it might help them. Might help Kaepernick in the off season just because they got some new tape since it's been three years since he's played. Uh, but as of right now, it, it, it's a PR stunt. There, he's not going to get signed. I don't know what we're doing here.
1: Yeah, I mean, Wes and I were talking about this before we went on air earlier. Um, being out of the game for three years is really long, man. Like, and, you know, he played six years before that. And, um, you know, not him not being, you know, touching the football field, seeing live bullets for three years, I just don't understand how he would fit in anywhere right now. Um, On somebody's roster or team and unless it's like an emergency situation Not just because he hasn't played for three years, but you're also coming with that PR media, you know The quote-unquote the baggage that you know, he's brought. I mean what scared all these teams away for the last three years Um, Somebody I guess somebody's gonna make I I, I don't know according to people like Stephen a I think Wes is about to play the clip Um, I think the word is he might be picked up next week. Wes, you got that clip
0: Yeah, having a little issue uploading that clip, but pretty much, you know paraphrasing what Stephen A. said, pretty much what he was talking about is that he has spoken to some teams. It seems like he could end up being on a roster by as soon as next week. I think that's a little fast. You know, I agree with where you're coming from, Matt. But I think if there's an opportunity for him to come back into the league, this is the year. This is his opportunity because, as we've seen, there has been a quarterback injured. I think I did the math with Robbie the other day. We have 19 backups that have come in at some point or another for 19 different teams. Yeah. And that's not counting, you know, teams like the Steelers who have had multiple quarterback injuries.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if you can pick up a playbook that easily, you know what I mean? It's There's a lot more to coming in when you get picked up and haven't played for that this long a time. You got to just get in there. You got to learn the playbook. You got to get the reps. You haven't seen a lot of bullets in three years. But it sounds positive though, like Stephen A. said. Unless he's throwing the ball in the workout into the stands, then uh, yeah, he, apparently somebody's going to go ahead and jump on him. So
0: essentially, what he said is they're either going to have to throw it. He's either going to have to sit there and throw it in the stands the entire workout, or just completely bomb the actual interview Interview's portion. Right. Uh, those are the only two options that I see. And then, then you know, we kind of got to talking about it. Well, where do you see him ending up if he's going to go to a team? Well. It depends on who's going to pull the trigger first. And, you know, you look at it, you think, okay, well, who needs a quarterback? There's a, a certain amount of teams, I would say, that need a quarterback. I think all three of us can agree on that. A team like what the Bears, the Broncos, the Lions Bengals. to an extent that are getting banged up. With Dallas is the word out there Dallas. that needs a backup. Matt, you know, Matt nailed it with the that? Bengals. Um, you could even go as far as saying, oh, the Chargers have Phillip Rivers at towards the end. You know, maybe he sits as a backup for a year and then, you know, right. maybe it kind of fades. Everything calms down anyway and then you move forward. Nobody's following the Chargers anyway. That might not be a bad spot for him.
1: Seattle. If they need a backup, if Russell gets hurt or something, I mean, See, I don't it, know. There's you know, a...
0: and, and he was going to go to Seattle at one point a right. couple years ago, but they didn't yeah. want to keep him, uh, according to Carroll, because he was a uh, because he's a starter in the league, he shouldn't be a backup. But the way I looked right. at that, I, I always disagreed with Carroll on that. I think you know, if you if you truly believe that and you truly feel that way, and nobody had signed him, bring him in as a backup, then so he at least gets the preseason to go out there and play and show what he can do. Right. That was always my stance on about that from P- uh, Pete Carroll.
1: Yeah, I personally don't think that any team that's in the running right now in a playoff run that's in a big market is going to want to bring this headache in right now still after three years. And all this whole kneeling thing is all calmed down. It's kind of behind us. You know, we don't see it in the league right now. But you know damn well, wherever he goes, if he gets picked up, man, it's going to be a media frenzy. All eyes on and, you know the sideline. I mean? All eyes, all on, all the eyes side on the sideline, side and media frenzy. And I just don't know. Personally, I wouldn't take that risk of it right now, especially if I'm a team that's contending. If you're somebody in a low market somewhere that needs some desperate, you know, press or just your eyes on it, then go for it. But if you're a team in a big market and you're making a run right now, personally, I'd stay away from it, and that has nothing to do with any political reasons, man. It's just what the baggage that it comes with.
0: For me, it just depends on the team. From a, a a standpoint of what they have currently at quarterback, what he's done, like uh, I, we, again, like you said, we've kind of moved past it. We're moving on. It's been he's he's settled on it. Obviously, you know Jay Z's kind of got a part on this with Rock Nation, and for uh-huh. all the all the people that supported Kaepernick and threw Jay Z to the wolves, essentially, you should probably feel pretty bad right now because you know he's pulling some strings behind the behind the scenes. Right, he's trying to make stuff like this happen. This was the whole point of him getting in to to be there to to, to reflect a different viewpoint. And you you, you left him for dead. Now he's out here doing something. So don't jump back on the bandwagon now when you left him for dead earlier. That's my opinion on that as well. Let's move on from that, though. Let's get into some game picks. Matt, I know you got a lot going on right now. So I'm eager to hear a lot of your picks. See who you got going on this week uh, as far as winners. Some really good games. Starting off uh, Thursday night, we have Steelers who are heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Both teams just got to win. The Steelers will be getting James Conner back. Bobby, you got a spread yeah, for Yeah,
1: Cleveland favorite at home by two and a half.
0: Cleveland favorite at home by two and a half. Matt, what are you thinking? I think this is going to
2: be a good game. I mean, Cleveland's going to have to win this game to stay in. You know, if they want to make the playoffs, if they want to be in the hunt, they have to win this game. Uh, and then same kind of goes for the Steelers, though. I mean, if they lose, they'll be five and five. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers. I just think they're a better team, more complete team. I think they have a better head coach in Mike Tomlin. Um, so I'm picking the Steelers to go into Cleveland and take that game.
1: Bobby? Yeah, I mean, I agree. This is going to be a pretty good matchup. You're talking about two teams that play pretty much every year. They schedule each other for out-of-conference um, or out-of-division games. Yeah. Um, Border States, you know, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a hard-fought game. Thursday night football needs to kind of have a game like this. I think it's going to be pretty entertaining. I got Cleveland actually itching this one out here late down the stretch, um, 23 to 21.
0: I was thinking the same thing, Bobby. I ended up changing my mind last minute because what's really synonymous with the Pittsburgh Steelers in primetime games is them winning them. So yeah, yeah. You're I'm going right. to take Pittsburgh in this one. I think Connor's going to come back and add an extra element to him. It's really going to help Juju Smith-Schuster get open a little bit more. I know that sounds kind of odd being a running back and a wide receiver, but the play-action game can come more alive, and that gives Mason Rudolph opportunities to score deep with Juju Smith-Schuster. I think it's going to be a close, hard-fought game. I know Olivier Vernon's banged up right now, too. I read about that. That's definitely going to hurt them on the defensive side. I am going to take Pittsburgh in this one. It's going to be a defensive game for sure. Give it to me, fourteen ten Pittsburgh. Okay,
1: so we all kind of think it's going to be a close game. Should be yeah. good one to watch. Yeah,
0: uh, agreed. Yep. Yeah, and another one that could potentially be a, a close game. You have the New York Jets coming off their loss. To the Giants and then the Washington Redskins, who I believe came off a buy, uh, it will be in Washington. The Jets have confirmed that they will not be firing Adam Gase this season. Uh, yeah, I saw that, 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 that came up earlier in the news today, so he will be there, so no pressure as far as that's concerned. Uh, Bobby, what do we have for a spread here?
1: Yeah, spread uh, Washington at home favorite by one and a half. And what do we have for a pick? Yeah, so uh, yeah, this game. You know, the Jets obviously looked really good last week, putting up 34 points against the uh, Giants in a kind of back and forth game. I really didn't catch much of that game, but um, it just seems like they're um, actually kind of playing some decent ball better lately, yeah. you know, as of late right now. Redskins are kind of just still the Redskins. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, I think they confirmed, was going to start for the rest of the year, which yes, I think is did. a good, good decision. I Don't agree. Don't just go back and forth every I agree. week. Just let them run with the rest of the year and let him get live bullets and see um, – what he can do. Um, I think it's going to be a field goal shootout game close, but I got the jets winning this game, 16 to 13. Yeah.
0: I'm going with you as well. I got the jets on this one. It seems, you know, it's nice for them to finally get a consistent quarterback in the lineup for Washington, but there's just so many underlying issues in that franchise right now yeah. that even outweigh that of the jets. I at least <clears throat> believe in the jets defense. I think the jets have a pretty decent defense if they can stay healthy mm-hmm. Uh, if Darnold can just calm down and get back in the groove of things, I think he'll be okay. And Le'Veon Bell just needs to get going from the ground in general. So uh, I, I think this would be a good game for them, a good opportunity to get to get rolling to an extent. Obviously, nothing like Sam Darnold said about making the playoffs. I think that's just crazy. But, you know, I think they will get the win in this one. Same so, ghost. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to take the Jets in this one, 21-7. Uh, Matt, what you got?
2: Yeah, I have uh, the Jets winning this game too. The Redskins are just a complete mess. I know the Jets are – pretty much a complete mess almost equally to the Redskins yeah but
0: there's not much of a difference it's it's very close I agree with you it's very
2: close but I, I'm picking the uh, the Jets it's going to be an ugly game like 16-13 is what I got this game that's going.
0: exactly um, what I had it at too yeah
2: yep. oh yeah exactly so um yeah not really much to talk about other than maybe Dwayne Haskins like you said getting some wild bullets and and seeing what he's got that's pretty much it
0: Exactly. Experience
1: Good. is everything. If they want this guy to have experience, I mean, this is the right situation to let him finish the season off. So
0: Good yep. scouting game for Washington. Next up, 1 o'clock game on Fox. You have the Saints heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. And In my opinion, what is going to be a closer game than a lot of people.
1: Think. Always is. Every time these guys play each other, man, it's always a battle. And I'm not saying I mean, it is. Uh, so, by the way, on this game, the spread is New Orleans' is favored by five and a half on the road.
0: And their last matchup uh, on October was 31-24 Saints with the victory in that one. Matt, who okay. you got? Uh, in the Saints game, uh,
2: yeah, it's going to be Saints for me. They're definitely going to want to prove that last week was a fluke, and they're not as bad as they looked in that game. So, yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. I got the Saints winning 28-21. to
0: 21. Yeah, I'm going to go with you as well. I think, uh, and kind of along the same lines, I talked about it last week. You don't want to come out here and, and and get a loss to an Atlanta team where, especially with Drew Brees just coming back, you don't want to create that sort of rift, even if it might be a small one in that in that locker room or with that franchise in regards to Teddy Bridgewater and and Drew Brees, and they lost it. Although I don't think it wasn't anything that Drew Brees did; it was just to, you know it, he just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. At the end of the day, I think they come out strong, and I think they get the win. James Winston's going to throw a, a plethora of picks in this game. He's due. Uh, give me New Orleans in this one, 28. Tampa Bay, 14.
1: Yeah, I'm similar with you guys on this one. Um, division game, anything can happen, but I just after last week's um, uh, great showing by the Falcons, and uh, New Orleans taking a loss, I'm sure Sean Payton got on their ass this week, and I expect them to have a big rebound week. Um they have a chance to separate themselves right now. They're them being seven-two in the division, Carolina at five and four. Um, and the rest, you know, Tampa and Atlanta kind of the bottom feeders right now. they can pull away if for some reason New Orleans beats Carolina, but I actually have um, New Orleans win this one pretty easily. I got them winning thirty-eight to twenty-one.
0: Woo. <laughs> Taking it without a problem. Denver traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings seven and three on the season. Denver three and six got their win with Allen um
1: Biggest spread, well, second biggest spread of the week. Mm-hmm. Minnesota at home is favored by ten and a half. What you got, Wes?
0: I have Minnesota flying on this one. I think they're coming off high off a big win in Dallas. I think that was is huge for Kirk Cousins. Get that Ofer off his back in primetime games. I know this isn't a primetime game, but still, that's that's got to be a big deal for him. Big deal for the team. Something to rally around. They're they're going against the Denver Broncos team, who's kind of going for broke at this point. They're playing more spoiler than anything else. I am going to take Minnesota a little behind Dalvin Cook's uh, 100-yard rushing game. I assume he will have. Give me Minnesota in this one, 32, Denver, 24. Okay, Matt, what you thinking? Yeah,
2: I don't know why. I, I feel like the Broncos are going to win this game, nice. um, even yeah. though it being at really, Minnesota. Yep. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins at all. <laughs> Um <laughs> everybody goes just, off I mean, when they play the Cowboys, a... bro. <laughs> everybody
1: goes off when they play him.
2: <laughs> I just I mean he's not a horrible quarterback. I mean I think we all know that, but he's just very average. Doesn't play well in big games besides somehow this past Sunday he he came through finally. Um but I think they're they're riding a high and I think it's uh, I don't know. I just see the Broncos playing spoiler in this one. I Didn't think like Brandon it. Allen another game under his belt, you know. Um I have the Broncos winning this game 24-21, though. Oh, wow. All right. I like it. I like it. Here we go.
0: All right. Tiebreaker.
1: Yep. Um, I'm going different on that one than Matt. Um, I think Minnesota, obviously, coming off that big win in Dallas. They're going to be back at home. Those fans are going to be doing – excuse me, being doing those school chants. Dalvin Cook's going to be doing what Dalvin Cook does
0: every week. Yeah. I actually
1: had them covering this game. I have Minnesota winning 30 to
0: 17. All right. So cool. Bobby's got the only blowout in this one to an extent. It's not a crazy blow, but yeah. uh, me and Matt have very, very closer games uh, in that Buffalo traveling to Miami Buffalo coming off a loss, uh, Against Cleveland, pretty close game. One probably I think that slipped away from them. Miami coming off two straight wins after starting out 0 and 7, no longer the laughing stock of the league, and uh, honestly, somebody you kind of want to watch out for if you're a playoff team. This is a dangerous trap game for the Bills.
1: It is. Bills are you know going all the way down to Miami. Bills are still favored by five and a half in that game.
0: I'm looking at this game and I, I'm, it's a divisional game. It's going to be tight. I I don't think Buffalo is going to go down there and just dominate. Uh, especially after what I saw last week versus Cleveland. But I do think they'll write the ship, and I think it was a good reality check for them taking that loss. So uh, I'm going to take Buffalo in this one. I don't think a whole lot's going to get done on the offensive side. I think Fitzpatrick's going to probably try and do a little too much on the offensive side for the Dolphins, and that's going to be the difference maker. Give me Josh Allen running the ball a little bit extra. From uh, you know to help that ground game out some more, that's just where he typically strides, or that's where he's typically good is running the ball. I mean, it's as bad as that is to say for a quarterback, it's the truth. He can run the ball damn well, just you know maybe a little bit worse than Lamar. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but give me the Bills on this one, I'll, I'll take them twenty four seventeen. Matt, what you got?
2: Yeah, I got the Bills winning this game too. Uh, this is another one where I kind of wanted to pick the Dolphins to play spoiler. The Bills uh, offense hasn't looked good past couple weeks here um but if they're gonna want to keep their playoff chances alive and stay in the thick of things here they're they're gonna need to take this game from miami so i got the bills winning um yeah like 24 17 sounds sounds about right 24 20 something like that
0: hard fought game in my opinion i I think it's gonna be close
2: divisional matchup Yeah, yeah for sure
1: yeah i'm on the same boat as you guys as well i think we're gonna make this one a sweep um Buffalo coming off that loss, um, they need to stay in that race right now. Obviously, I think they're just fighting for a wild card, obviously, in that division yeah. with the oh, Patriots yeah. taking that lead. But they're at least uh, they're smelling the postseason. They're giving their fans something to uh, be excited about, especially here towards the bad winter parts going up there where they're very strong. And I think they have the next two games at home after they leave South Florida. Um, I just see, you know, maybe the offense getting going a little bit. I think they got to get Singletary, you know, going on the ground a little bit more or even Frank Gore or Allen. They just got to have something going. Um, I think they have a rebound week. Kind of close game. I just see him pulling away late. I got Buffalo winning 20 to 10.
0: Next game up, we have the four and five Jags versus the five and four Colts. Big, big division rivalry mm. game. You have Nick Foles returning from injury, replacing Gardner Minshew, who went four and five as the Jags starter. If you count the Chiefs game, four and four. If you count, if you don't count it, um, Indianapolis five and four, coming off a loss to the Dolphins without Jacoby Brissett. He will be in the lineup this week. I don't have anything official yet with uh, T.Y. Hilton as far as if he's playing or not, but I would assume he would be in this game. It's going to be in a. It's a very important divisional matchup. Uh, this. In this division especially, Uh, Indianapolis with a loss could fall the fourth in the division with a win, can hang, you know, in that race real tight with the Texans. So, Bobby, what do we got for a spread?
1: Well, you know what? This is a very interesting spread right now because Jacksonville is actually getting a little bit of respect when it comes to this line right now. It's only two and a half points, you know, and that's in Indianapolis right now. I'm not sure if that's going to be the false factor right there. That kind of plays that role, but I think this spread would have been if Minshew was still quarterback. I think I was kind of expecting this to be about 5.5 or yeah, 6. Yeah, you know? I, I could see that. So that 2.5, they're giving uh, Jacksonville some respect. We want to start with Matt, and we'll go to me, and then you can go ahead Sounds and finish good. it off with us. This this. Oh, what you got, Matt?
2: All right, so I'm looking on uh, ESPN right now, and it, they have T.Y. Hilton listed as doubtful for this weekend, wow. so that's pretty huge for the Jags. Um, with that being said, I'm, I'm picking the Jags to win this regardless. Uh, coming off the... Uh, Bye week Um, Got two weeks to prepare. You know, Nick Foles coming back. I think that that might give you guys a little bit of a charge. So uh, it's going to be a hard-fought game. Most of the AFC South games are. So I got the Jags winning this one uh,
1: 23-20. Okay. All right. Yep, right on. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Wes, you got to work, huh? Yep. Yep. Yeah, maybe that one uh, app that I showed you <laughs> might be showing it on there or whatnot, but uh, I plan on watching this game for sure, man. Absolutely. Um, interesting to see Nick Foles come back. Uh, Indy coming off a loss, and like Wes just said right now, they take a loss. They're, what, in fourth place in the division Yeah, right they, they can fall from second so to fourth. So this is a really big game right here Huge. for both teams, you know, because that division's still kind of wide open right now as far as what can happen for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know. I see Foles showing a little bit of rust coming back. Um, like I say, he hasn't played for a while um i do see Fournette getting some ground success because you know just to take the pressure off of Foles right there they're going to want to establish a run game i just think indy takes this one out late maybe you know it's a tie game but they get a late field goal and a win a really tight hard fought battle i got indy winning 17 to 14.
0: yeah i, I can't blame you there I, I i feel kind of the same way in that aspect you know nick Foles definitely going to be rusty um The big thing for Jacksonville is they are coming, like Matt said, they are coming off the bye week, which is good for them. They're not near as banged up as they were to start the season. Actually, I believe there's only one or maybe two injured players on their list right now. They're fairly active. but We're missing um, Ryan, our linebacker that we picked up from the Packers. And, I mean, that's pretty much it injury-wise. Obviously, we don't have Telvin Smith, but that's been a year-long thing. Marcel Darius is on the IR. Um, so he won't be back obviously either, but Taven Bryan has stepped up and he's been really big in that interior. The stats may not show up, but he's been breaking through and it's been helping Ngakwe and Allen get back there better. So Jacksonville doesn't typically do good with mobile quarterbacks. Although I don't see, I don't know how mobile we're going to how much mobility we're going to get from Jacoby Brissett based on, you know, coming back from his injury. And I, I feel like it could be a little bit soon, but all signs sound like he's good to go. Matt mentioned T.Y. Hilton sounds doubtful. I think he will play in this game in my Too big of a game. It's a guess for me, but I would say he'd end up being a game-time decision and probably play. You might see him on a snap count or a limited amount of snaps, or if the game gets out of hand early for either team, you'll you'll probably see him come out. So he might not be a good fantasy start if you're looking at that. Um, But, man uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go jacksonville i'm gonna go jacksonville it's hard for me to go against my team i know a it is rival. Too. it is with me
1: but i told you guys the other week i was never gonna pick dallas again after they lost yeah, to the jets yeah. and that's and here, all i've been yeah. doing
0: since so i'm gonna try and provide as much you know straight up analysis as i can on this one i think Foles, like you said he's gonna come back it's gonna he's gonna be rusty so look to get a a, a healthy dose of the rpo healthy often and early uh, a lot of RPO action going on. Fournette is going to get at least 20 touches in this and game, I agree with minimum. That. Yeah. Um, minimum, unless this game gets again out of hand Jet early. Jet
1: sweeps just protect Foles and make it comfortable for him earlier and early on. Yep.
0: Right. The defense. Um. I, I don't really blame the defense a lot for last week. The offense was an, unable to score from the red zone. That has been our weakest flaw. We are one of the worst teams scoring in the red zone this season. It's we've been terrible about it, and I think Nick Foles will help bring that together i think that will help us on offense which in turn will help the defense that being said i don't see us putting up a lot of points so give me jacksonville on this one it's gonna be an ugly game i'm taking them 13 10
1: okay right on
0: dallas gonna be a close game yeah oh yeah it is i'm excited i'm excited i'm gonna find some way to tune in for sure dallas at detroit
1: yeah dallas on the road favored by four and a half um
0: Every time we play Detroit, dating
1: back to the playoffs, wildcard game, like three or four years ago, um, drama, close games. It's going to be a close game regardless. I mean, Dallas is not going to blow out a team this year, If maybe if they play the Redskins or like anybody maybe in the division. That just seems to be where our success Mm -hmm. is right now. So another out-of-conference game going on the road after upsetting loss this week. Um, I see them getting Zeke involved a lot more. You know, they have to because, like I say, he only had 20 carries last week for 47 yards we do not win football games. There's some crazy stats when he has like 26 or 27 carries a game. We're like 24 and one or something like that. You know what I mean? So I expect to see them getting him going. Um, It's a dog fight. I see us winning that game 24 to 20. We could lose it though too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to take Dallas as well in this game. I think Dallas is is still the better team. They're going to get, you know, they're going to revamp, they're going to reset, they'll be okay. Defense is my biggest concern for them right now. I really want to see that defense get better. I, I seeing the defense with Sean Lee and then Vanderesh and from week to week really concerns me. Um, from a leader standpoint, you got a lot harder of a defense with Sean Lee out there versus Vanderesh. Um you know, this week obviously cuz he came back in for Sean Lee. Yeah. Um, so that, that was something I kind of noticed that was interesting to me, but I'm going to take Dallas in this one too. I think they get it done handily. They come back and Zeke has a really good game, really big bounce back game. Uh, give me Dallas in this one, 28 Detroit, uh, 13, Matt, what you got?
2: Yeah. I have Dallas winning this game. Uh, and especially if Matt Stafford's not going to play, it's pretty crazy that he's been playing with like what fractured bones in his back yeah. and stuff. That's pretty wild to, to begin with. But, um, and I, have, I mean, Lions kind of faltering. It's what they normally do. They start out. You don't know. They they seem like they're kind of hot, but then fall off towards the end of the year. Um, I have Dallas coming in there and, and pretty much whooping up on the Lions. Uh, I got them winning 32 to 21.
0: So bounce back. week for the Cowboys. All right. I hope we're all right, yep. fellas. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to do this one, then we're going to take a quick break. Atlanta at Carolina. What do you got for a spread, Bobby? All right, so
1: Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina is at home, favored by five and a half. Matt, you take the lead on this
2: one, buddy. Yeah, I think this will be another uh, close game. I, I don't know what to expect because I don't know what kind of scheme we're going to be coming out with on defense. If, Dan, if we're going to go with this hybrid scheme that Dan Quinn's been using or if we're going to keep running with uh, Jeff Ulbrich and, and uh, using more of a 4-3. So it's kind of hard to pick right now. Um, I'm picking the Panthers, though. Uh, on a whole, the Falcons this season, have they just been god-awful. And uh, Panthers need this win to, again, to pretty much keep their relevancy in the NFC stacked. So oh, yeah. um, they just need to get yeah. all the wins, especially against a 2-7 and seven team. So I'm going to pick the Panthers in this one at home, uh, winning it. I mean, they're going to have to score some points. Um, I'm thinking like 28-24 Panthers.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like that one as well. And I'm actually going to go with you as well. I think Carolina, they got really close last week, obviously, right up to the goal line of beating the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau and a snowy Lambeau at that. You know, I I really thought that that they were going to get it done last week, but they played great. Um, I think this will be a good recovery game for them. Atlanta really (laughs) stepped up so it's it's a it was a, for the Panthers it was a good week for him to step for the uh for the Falcons to step up because they got a lot of good tape on how they beat Drew Brees so a division opponent they know hey we need to take this team seriously so they don't look past them which is another good thing so I think McCaffrey's gonna get again a healthy dose I mean there's 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 really no surprise there Atlanta's gonna try and shut him down give me Carolina in this one kind of like along the lines where Matt said 24 20 it's gonna be a close game regardless
1: yeah, I got it in a close game too. I just um Atlanta, you know, a lot part of me really wanted to take Atlanta this week and I kind of think Same. they're going to start getting on a little bit of a roll. Um Carolina's desperate for a win. You know, they're in contention though. The only difference is Carolina has a shot still at the playoffs. Atlanta is just trying to play the spoiler role. Carolina back at home. I got this as a real 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 close game. I wouldn't even be surprised if Atlanta won, but I got Carolina winning 24 to 23.
0: Carolina gets the win in the sweep on that one, and we will be right back, and we will get the rest of our picks up. Matt, I know you have to go. Thanks for joining us, and we will- Thanks, wait. Matt. We'll see you next week with Nick on the show. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll give, I'll
2: send uh, Wes the rest of my picks so Wes can put right, them uh, on the board.
0: Go
1: make that money, man. We'll talk to you. All right, guys. All right, man.
0: All then. We are back. We're going to cover the rest of the games we have going on today, all the 4 o'clock and after games. Uh, Starting out with, actually, we'll start out with one more one one p.m. game, and it'll be me and Bobby giving picks. We'll get mats later. We'll put them up on the site. Houston at Baltimore. He missed a heck of a one. This is going to be an awesome game.
1: It is, yeah. Um, Baltimore is favored at home by four and a half. I can't wait to watch this game. I think everybody's really high on Lamar Miller right now. You're talking <coughs> Lamar about two, Jackson. I mean, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. Hey, he and,
0: plays for the Texans, so it's okay. I, yeah, I see exactly. What you're and
1: then, um, obviously, Deshaun Watson, um, two great young up-and-coming quarterbacks uh, going to battle. Lamar Jackson's obviously the talk of the NFL right now. Um, should be a fun one to watch. What you got, Wes? I'll let you start with this. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Um, this – I mean, you can't say how good of a – this is going to be so much fun to watch. I think Lamar Jackson, though, I, I he, like you said, he's on such an upswing right now. I mean, he's the – the darling of the NFL right now, and, and and like you said earlier on the show, an MVP consideration player right now. Um, I
1: don't even want to – I don't mean to interrupt you, but they had this little simultaneous thing going about the way he was running the ball to some of the runs that Michael Vick had. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was in his era, there is not that much of a difference between these two. I'm not calling him a Michael Vick right now because Michael Vick is definitely, you know, NFL – Legend kind of changed the game around or whatnot, but we're talking about a right-handed Michael Vick, the way he's playing football right now.
0: Yeah, he's excellent, and and there's no doubt about it, and I think Harbaugh's designed it up, and we're getting a little bit more each week of that schemed offense that we heard so much about in the offseason. It's starting to shed itself week after week, layer after layer. We're starting to see a little bit more. So I'm taking Baltimore. I think they roll in this one, um, not, not by a wide margin, but I think they get the win here. I think they prove, hey, we're coming for the Patriots this year, obviously in the AFC. That's what you look at, and it is a weaker year in the AFC as well. So you really just have the Patriots and the uh, and the Ravens as your two top horse, top teams, really. And then the right. Texans, obviously, trying to become one of those as well. This is a big game for them. I do, uh, I do think that the the Baltimore will get the better of them in this one. Give me Baltimore in this one. I'm trying to think, I want to say this is going to be a high scoring game, but I can also see it being a defensive battle as well. I'm going to go somewhere in between. Give me a Baltimore 30, 35, mm, uh, Houston 31, Baltimore gets the win.
1: Yeah, I'm on the same boat as you. It's going to be a very entertaining game. It's going to be close. Um, I think, um, you know, now all the spotlight obviously is on the um, Baltimore offense and uh, Lamar Miller and Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson, got Lamar <laughs> Miller. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think a lot of people, you know, are kind of overlooking that Baltimore defense, Marcus Peters, you know, it seems like we can week out. He's, this guy's making yes. a play and making a pick right now. He's definitely putting himself as a pro bowl football player. Again, we can wake out. Um, I think he uh, gets a pick this week. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I can almost go to say that this might be the game of the week right now. Um, I got Baltimore winning this in a great game. Not as much of a shootout as what you had, but I got
0: them winning Baltimore 32-24. to 24. All right. All right. 32-24. I was trying to pull up a stat. There's an interesting stat on Marcus Peters. Well, Matt mentioned
1: the other uh, last show or the show before that that he has the most turnovers in football since 2015. And um, I think every single game that he's been back, or since he's been in Baltimore when he got traded from the Rams, that he's made a significant play.
0: Yeah, so here, here's the stat, and it's it's via Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. Um, This is basically that trade that happened, because if you think about it, he was really part of that Jalen Ramsey trade in order sure, to, to him get until the Yeah, yeah. Yep. So this is the stat line in the three games since they've traded. Um, So Jalen Ramsey's been thrown at 17 times. Of those 17 times, the receivers caught the ball 14 times. Ooh. For 14.4 yards a catch, zero interceptions, zero pass and breakups. Wow. Marcus Peters, in his three games since joining the Ravens, 21 targets, 11 catches, 9.5 yards per catch average, two picks, both pick sixes, wow. and two pass breakups. And I don't say that to call out Jalen Ramsey because I know that's where everybody's going. Hey, yo, he just left your team. Yeah. No, the biggest bigger thing for me, I'm calling out actually the Rams in this situation because what you've done is you took a, a, a fairly – Decent defense. They weren't. They weren't going to break any records, but a fairly decent defense and broke them up for one player that you now have to pay on top of the other. Over you, you have other overpaid players on your offensive side. I think we can both agree on that. Gurley's contract, because of what's going on with him, it's overpaid. I never agreed with the Jared Goff contract. I thought that was too much, and then they took you know with the Brandon Cooks one as well. So now you don't have a whole lot of money to play around with on that defensive side. And to the Ravens' credit, what they've done is they've brought in more specialty players in that secondary, you have Jimmy Smith, you have Marcus Peters, um, you know, going into their secondary, you have Humphrey, you know, you have, um, uh, Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas. Yep. So, I mean, yep. that is a, that is a sneaky good secondary that people right. just don't pay attention to. And I, so again, I'm not saying that the call out Jalen Ramsey, I'm saying, look, look what's happening when you put a team of players together rather than invest everything you have. Cause now you don't have a draft pick in the first round for this will be five right. years by the time it's all said and done. Because of this trade, I just don't see it working out good for them. I don't think right. the way they did it, I think they paid way too much for him.
1: They just exactly. And don't forget Marcus Peters is only twenty six years old. You know, I mean this kid's not it's not I think he's a seasoned vet. He still has some of his best times uh ahead of him as far as ball.
0: Yeah, so and, and just to clarify, we got our we got your pick. Did you take Baltimore on that one? I took Baltimore yeah, right. thirty two to twenty four. Right. Yeah. All right, moving into our 405 games, you have San Francisco coming off their first loss of the season. They will be hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah,
1: this is the biggest spread of the week. Um, San Fran's at home, favored by 11.5. I'm go ahead and take the lead on this. Go so, ahead. Yeah, um, San Fran coming off that tough, you know, great football game. Yeah. You know, at home they lost to Seattle and you know, obviously arguably the game of the year as of right now. Arizona is just still, you know, just trying to find their way as a team right now. Um, there are bright spots on that team. I just think San Fran is going to be too much for them at home. They're going to recover. I, I see San Fran kind of running away with this game. I got them winning 32-14. to 14.
0: Yeah, not much to cover for me on this game. I'm taking the, the 49ers as well, regardless of if they have Kittle and Sanders or not. I just think they're the better team. Defensively, they'll be able to shut down Kyler Murray. Although with pass rushers like Bosa, a lot of times what happens is they'll get back there early and players like Murray can work their way out of the pocket. And if he's right. able to do that, they'll keep it close. All I right. don't see that happening, though. I see San Francisco getting the better of them, both having a big game, and San Francisco taking this 135-14. to Okay, similar. New England-Philly, Super Bowl rematch.
1: Yeah, New England-Philly, yep. Yeah. Um, another good game this week. There's some good matchups. Yeah. Um. New England's uh, on the road. They're favored by three and a half points.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take New England in this one. Uh, I I just this is really a, a, a bad draw for the uh for the Eagles right now. Right in the thick of the NFC East chase, uh, they get the Patriots who are
1: coming off a bye. coming
0: off a bye. They're fully rested. They're motivated. They're ready to go. They, I'm sure they've been seeing what the Ravens have done, especially losing to them. Um, they want to show, hey, we're still the t- the cream of the crop of the AFC and the NFL. I think they go out, and get the job done. It's gonna be a a pretty decent victory for him. I think it gets out of hand late. They keep it close early on new England, 24 Philly. Uh, I'd say Philly's going to get like 13, right? Not a lot of offense.
1: I actually have this one a little bit closer than you. And to be honest with you, I was actually contemplating even taking Philadelphia to win this game because Philly just, you know, when a lot of people just think that they're down or whatnot, they mm-hmm. just seem to, you know, they're going to be tough at home. Obviously I think the weather is calling for snow up there in the Northeast. I wouldn't doubt you know. it. So, um, and that really is not going to be a big factor to the Patriots because, obviously, they play in those conditions at all, they all thrive the time. In it. So uh, I just think this is going to be a really good battle, a really tight, you know, tight game. Both teams, like you say, this is the rematch of the Super Bowl. So um, this is going to be a back-and-forth game. But I see Tom Brady doing what Brady does, making a late drive. They're kicking a the last-second field goal to win the game. I got New England winning 21-20 to 20 in a really close game.
0: New England keeping up in the AFC races. Cincinnati visiting the Oakland Raiders. Oakland looking pretty good lately. Cincinnati still can't get it right. Oakland's one of those teams right
1: now that people are starting to talk about right now. They're setting themselves up to make a good playoff run. And um, Gruden's done a really good job. Oakland's at home, favored by 10.5 points. Another kind of big spread. Obviously, we know what the Bengals have right oh, now yeah. going on. Um, I just, you know, I don't see much going on in this game, to be honest with you. I do see um, Cincinnati kind of trying to compete because that's kind of what you, all you can do right now as a team. Um, not much to say about this one. I got Oakland winning 31
0: to 21. Yeah, I'm one definitely one of those people who's kind of jumped on the Oakland bandwagon. Uh, I, I think that they've, they're, they're starting to believe in the system that John Gruden has. And I think he's gotten rid of anybody that doesn't believe in it and it's, it's going to start paying dividends. Jacobs has looked amazing. He's really, you know, stepped up in that position and it's helping Carr tremendously, um, exponentially even, you know, so I, I think Oakland goes in here, gets this job done. This is a trap game, though. I don't. It, these games can always be trap games, and and for a team like Oakland, who's just right there on the cusp of, you know, being competitive, they're right behind the Chiefs, they can't afford to lose games like these. But right, I people th- are starting to talk about them right now, so. Exactly. I do think they get it done, and so much so I made them my lock of the week. I have Oakland beating the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. Uh, really good offensive showing from Josh Jacobs. He's going to get over 100. Give me uh, Oakland twenty four, Cincinnati three.
1: Okay. Josh Jacobs to be talked about as rookie or offensive rookie of the year. Most you certainly.
0: You got to put him up there. You have to. You have to. Uh, moving into our Sunday night game, you have Chicago visiting the Rams.
1: Yep, Rams are at home, favored by six and a half points.
0: Um, last week was not a good week. Not a good look for the uh, Los Angeles Rams on the offensive side. The defense wasn't too bad, but the offense is just disastrous. I think
1: that I think that whole girly thing you know that knee issue or whatnot I don't know uh, to me it just seems like they got some issues going on over there on the offensive side of the ball for sure yeah
0: they, they they focus you don't fix you don't fix a team by that with offensive problems by getting going to get defensive players right and losing said capital to get offensive players right and I think that's what they did in this situation um I just I don't agree with the Jalen Ramsey trade, and it, I just think it's going to come back to bite him. And I think a year from now we're going to be having that exact same conversation to the point where right now I've been listening to a lot of people. They're saying a franchise tag with Jalen is inevitable this offseason. So it is going to happen is what, is what a lot of people are saying already. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, he said he wasn't going to bail on him this season, but if he, he gets franchise tag next year, all bets are off. And with all that money on the table and a lot of different players – I find it really hard to see a a good relationship here, and if they do get that relationship and they do get that deal done, what's to be said about the rest of their team? I I mean, I'm taking the Rams in this one. I think they're a better team than Chicago, but like you said, there's more underlying problems for them right now going on. You... Yeah. And you're in the same division as the Seahawks and the 49ers. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yep. Give me the Rams in this one. I think they, again, I, I think the Rams are They're about the team this weekend for sure. They're going to beat Chicago. No problem. In my opinion, I have Chicago seven, uh, Los Angeles Rams 24. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you have? Not, I mean, pretty much
1: right on point. Everything that you said right there. Um threat home. I'm just, mm-hmm. Chicago's got issues right now. Um, The Rams should win this game at home right now. Um, If they want to keep any pace up to the 49ers and the um, Seahawks, I mean, this is almost like a do-or-die win right now. Kind of a disappointing season going, you know, um, with them right now. That Jalen Ramsey thing that you talked about, you and I are on the same page with that, man. To me, I just don't get that trade right there, man. You traded two quality proven players for obviously one fantastic player. player. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the kid is an athlete, but – it wasn't like Peters is 31 years old and Aqib Talib is, you know, 30-year-old or whatnot. I mean, they gave away two really decent players with one guy. And like you said, if you franchise a, a Ramsey, that kid gets in his feelings real easy. You know? Oh, yeah. He'll be stubborn. Oh, and I he'll have it. an attitude. he would be like, all right, screw this. You know, you know, I want out. You know, I mean, that's the kind of person his mentality is. So
0: Exactly right.
1: I don't know. The Rams are in shambles right now, but I do think they win this game kind of pretty easy. I think they double them up. I got it 26-13, Rams.
0: And uh, the uh, the L.A. Uh, Coliseum is going to have a doubleheader um, back-to-back night. So you have the primetime game Sunday yeah, night. And, and the then, Chargers, yeah. then the Chargers come and play Monday night. And they're hosting Kansas City, who's uh, coming off a surprising loss versus Tennessee. Uh, this is a crucial game for Kansas City in more ways than one. They have Oakland on their heels. Have they
1: lost like what? Two out of the last three or three out of the last five? I don't know. I mean, they've
0: They've been struggling as of late. They've been struggling as of late, yeah. They have been struggling as of late. The funny stat I saw, and it's unfortunate because we were the only one that it happened to, uh, they are one in three versus the AFC South. They lost to the Texans, the Colts, and the Titans. They beat Jacksonville week one pretty handedly. Um, What do you think
1: their issue is right now, personally? um,
0: Well... (laughs) Yeah, I think that there's just you know throughout the course of an NFL season, you 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 acquire a lot of information, and I think Andy Reid's a kind of coach. He Reminds me kind of, and you know, not he kind of reminds me of Tony Dungy, where he just lays it all out all season, and that's why right. you typically see those teams they they're consistently the champions of the regular season, as a lot of people put right. it. They're all, but when the postseason comes. There's nothing else. There's no no hidden. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing surprising like you know maybe Bill Belichick does or what Harbaugh is trying to do right now. He does really right. good jobs against uh, New England or Philadelphia a couple of years ago. Same thing. I don't think they really leave a lot to be a lot of unknowns, and I think that's the problem. I think right. that's what they're figuring out. Mahomes can do a lot on, on the fly, and even banged up. He. I mean, last week, that loss, you don't put on him. The defense is, is, is a, a problem as well. They are. Um,
1: I think mean, that's our issue too, yep.
0: I, I, they got to figure out what's going on with the defense too i think this is going to be a close game and if you think about it if they lose and you're looking at oakland who's got a cupcake matchup versus the cincinnati Bengals. so if they if the raiders win they tie it up the division plus if you lose being kansas city on top of that the chargers gaining a game on you and they're a game back
1: right and i think The Raiders and um, Kansas City play again, too. So they have Mm -hmm. one more head-to-head at each other. So, yeah, this is definitely a big game for Kansas City.
0: And if you're Matt, who picked Denver, I mean, Denver's right. there. They've they've got three wins. I mean, not to say that they're going to come back and steal a show with Brandon Allen, but who knows? I mean, I've seen crazy things. Not a cupcake to walk
1: over, especially playing at mile high in the bad weather, too. That plays a factor.
0: Exactly. Give Von Miller a reason to go out there and try a little bit harder. Um in yeah. this Kansas City-LA L- game, I think it's going to be extremely close. It's going to come down to a field goal. I think Kansas City gets it done, though. Uh, I'm going to take them 32-28, or 31-28, Excuse me, Kansas City. Okay,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't need much to say say about it because we just kind of discussed it. You pretty much topped on all the points that I was going to talk about. Um, close game. I have um, Tariq Hill. I think he's going to be a really tough matchup for that um, Chargers secondary. I think Mahomes and them bounce back, and I got them winning on the road. 30 to 20 Kansas city.
0: All right. Before we wrap up one more thing, we got to do our locks. Of course you heard mine earlier. I took Oakland in the dub, Bobby. I'll give you the no people you can't pick. Um, it's quite a list, but let's go ahead and run through it. So your previous picks have been Philadelphia, Baltimore, Dallas, the Los Angeles Rams, new England, Seattle, San Francisco, Detroit, Minnesota, and Indianapolis. I'm going Baltimore. I I haven't taken Baltimore yet. You took Baltimore week two. I did week Week two. two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: All right. Um, Have I taken Carolina? You have not taken Carolina. You know what? I'll take Carolina. uh, Taking a game at home against Atlanta. I'll roll with Carolina this week.
0: That's a good one. And with that, it wraps it up. Extra point another week down. Next week, we will have Nick Sorensen on. Like like we said, he had a lot going on. We don't want to bug the guy coming off a great, great win that I predicted yep. versus the 49ers. Um, yeah, so. he's
1: looking forward to coming on the show. I've been talking to him a lot, and um, um, he, he's more than excited. Hopefully get him on. We're definitely gonna get him on next week. We just don't know when. We're just trying to figure out the logistics on yep. that. He's a very busy guy, obviously. But um there's a good chance that he can also be a regular, maybe get on once a week with us and recap the game. But um it's gonna be a great show. We're gonna have him on for fifteen and twenty minutes. He's looking forward to it and um look to see a lot more of that coming f- forward with some yeah, guests. More and more guests people, yeah. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. I'm excited, man. I, I can't wait to talk to him. It's gonna be a real pleasure. It really is. I'm very excited
1: for this. Yeah, and he like I said, he's really excited too. So um There should be good stuff coming up.
0: Cool. Well, for Bobby and Matt who can't join us, I'm Wes. This is The Extra Point. We will see you next week.
1: Have fun.